Greetings, this is Occult Reason, and I am your host, Sabala Rolatot. In today's episode, we're going to review the book Liebert the Gurion, written by the author Asaph Mason. Now then, Asaph Mason is much like myself, a former member of the Dragon Rouge. However, she ended up taking her ability to lead and guide others and used it to found the group, the Temple of Ascending Flame, to which, as best as my memory recalls, is still a functioning group and... From what I've seen before in some of their material, it's pretty decent for what it is. It's, it is a free option for those who want to pursue what is considered to be the draconian tradition. So that might be a good thing for those who are looking for a method of learning and understanding that is in, that's a little bit more cost effective, especially if you are coming from a low income uh, standard of living. Now then, she is also an artist, and pretty decent artist from what I've seen. I mean, she's got some pretty good art going on. Uh, she also works along with uh, E.A. Kading's uh, Become a Living God group, which I'll speak about that in a later episode. Um, so, initial thoughts for the book are, well, it's small. It is a 74-page book, roughly about the size of a large pamphlet. However, I am a believer of letter less can be more and quality over quantity so i will not discount it for its size because a book may or because it may just have a great quality now then i will also say the fact that any book in my opinion named lieber that's not part of the thelemic tradition it's a bit cliche it screams crowley derivative like crazy and it's just it's become a rampant nuisance within the occult community as soon as i've seen the chaos, uh, chaos magic book uh libra Knoll, and the first thing that comes to mind is oh god another one another libra um my personal opinion is that only the lonely libras are produced through uh crowley and his traditions so that that's my personal opinion though i mean that could be taken or leave it so now, also another thing is the name itself, the Girion. This is a topic that requires knowledge of the Kabbalah. More specifically, it requires knowledge of the Kalipa itself, the shells, the hulls, the sources of evil within Jewish mysticism. It's a complex topic. Not everybody in the left-hand path tradition tends to practice it, and usually those that do are serious people. This is some stuff you don't play with. This opens up aspects of yourself that most people rather not have to deal with. Now then, understanding this, this is not a book for beginners. This is a book for serious practitioners that have been dealing with this kind of material for a long time. Now that being said, let's look into the book itself. So, as far as she, as within her rhetoric within the book... She seems to speak from experience. She expresses knowledge from the Lima, which, you know, probably is the namesake of the title, um, to which she tends to quote Crowley. Even in the first couple of chapters, she ends up quoting Crowley, to which is quoted within the Book of the Law, I am the flame that burns in every heart of man and in the core of every star. I am life and the giver of life, yet therefore is the knowledge of me and the knowledge of death. I am alone, there is no God where I am. And in this chapter is entitled Son of the Night Side, to which she tends to, or which she discusses what that means in regards to the draconian tradition and how it represents the Girion. 
And in this case, she understands the concept well. She understands the whole concept of what the gearing is supposed to represent, which is how it's supposed to be the adverse side of Tifereth, where man becomes fused and harmoniously with the divine. But in this case, it's not quite the same way. Instead, the person becomes fused with their inner beast. They become fused with their dark self, to which, in a way, tends to put themselves off balance at least long enough to where they are able to experience both themselves and their beast. So you really get a bit of um, what comes to mind is a lot of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of thinking, where the person has to deal with the duality of their uh, more latent dark selves, the more destructive, sexual, just all the repressed uh, aspects of the individual and they come out in their highest potential the rituals themselves are there's only a, a handful of them they are comprehensive and they're easily mutable so that if a person wants to modify one of them to suit their own needs that you're fully capable of doing so this to me is an important point to make because it is just as important to make their own rituals as much as it is to read someone else's. In fact, it is better to make your own rituals than it is to use someone else's. So this is an important point to make in the case where a person wants to modify what she has produced so that they can create their own rituals. Now then, this book does have some issues. For example, there are a lot of passages in the book where she talks about um, things from this perspective of an individual who has been a Christian for a long time. And the way I see it is like this. If you're working with the concept of melding with your dark self to its fullest potential, that final stage in the melding process, you should have shaken off those influences a long time ago. You should have shaken off those influences by the time you started fully accessing your darker intents beyond the sexuality and beyond uh, the, what do they call it, the uh, Abzarach phase where you're astrally traveling. You should have shaken it off a long time ago. So these, this is an important point to make that a lot of LHP uh, practitioners need to make, point, or make clear that when you're at an advanced level, you shouldn't have those sentiments anymore. Also, another issue is, once again, it's you're not. This is not a book for a beginner. You shouldn't have to speak some to someone or speak to the core audience like they have consumerism syndrome, or, um, uh, or as I like to put it, the individual with big bellies, fat, th fat thighs, and dumb fucking kids. You know, the people who do nothing but consume literally food and product. That is not necessary. They should be past that by now. Also, another point I should make is, what if the reader comes from an Eastern or Atheist background? What if they never had a Christian or Judeo-Christian background? What if they never grew up in that kind of situation and they're reading this kind of material for the first time and they're looking at it and think they're alien you're alienating a potential audience group? They're going to look at it and say, well, that's not an issue for me. I mean, even for my own self, I started doing this kind of stuff when I was 13 years old. I started practicing magic really early at the time when I could make decisions uh, upon how my spirituality will reflect myself. 
at the time when you start hitting puberty, that's when usually I'd say you should. But at that time, that's when you should really start uh, delving into this material anyway. Um, but at that time, you know, what if the, this is an issue? What if, you know, you don't have to think in the back of your mind, you know, I'll practice this and go to hell. If you're brought up in other traditions, you don't have to worry about that, especially if you're brought up in a Buddhist background. Odds are they're not going to give a shit. So that that should be an important point to make for any occult author that if someone is reading this from another background, that this isn't going to be necessary. So overall, the book, how good's the book? What are, to which I'll go ahead and state this. It's a good book. It's a good read. It's important to know... Um, she makes the same mistakes a lot of authors make, uh, especially in the left-hand path tradition regarding understanding the importance of cultural context, specifically speaking about matters such as uh, chakras. And I'd have to admit that most people within the LHP tradition, um, they're not going to study this intently. They're going to know it enough to where they can uh, discuss it. But these are common problems. These are nitpicks for me personally because I, the, I say it's important to talk about cultural context and understand it well. But overall, she knows her stuff. She knows what she's talking about and it is expressed well. Once again, stating not for beginners. This is a book specifically meant for advanced practitioners. If you haven't been... If you have not been practicing for at least one or two years, stay away from it. You don't need it. Now then, good book. Good book. Um, this will be the end of the episode, so you're, I'm your host, Sabala Rala Tots. Have a good day.